So this is a one-off special episode off the back of news this week that a venue in Worcestershire has sent out notice to the wedding suppliers that they work with that they want to change the way that they work with them by enforcing a financial agreement that seems to have got the entire wedding photography industry, and I imagine other suppliers too, up in arms. But here to talk about this is wedding photographer Martin Chung, based in Nottingham here in the UK, and he's very kindly agreed to come onto this special episode to talk to us about this. Martin, first of all, thank you for being here today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Well, it's great to have you here, uh, especially because up until two hours ago, you and I had actually never spoken before, but it was in a Facebook group for wedding photographers that you shared this information. I imagine it's been posted in a few other places too, but can you just share with us a quick summary of what's happened in the last few days with this particular venue? Yeah, so um, basically what seems to have happened is, I think you you started on it very well, the venue wrote to their preferred suppliers and have basically said they want to change from January next year how they work. So if the, the supplier wants to remain on the recommended supplier list, then they would in future have to pay 10% of the invoice value to the venue as a price for staying on that list. Um, and their justification for that was that this charge would give them other benefits such as being able to go on certain events, uh, being marketed by the venue and, and also some rather spurious sounding um, advantages such as being able to use the power and other facilities, whatever <laughs> that may mean. Mm-hmm. What I think has got the industry concerned has mm-hmm. been the fact that they will not only actively encourage couples um, to book a recommended supplier but if the couple chooses to book someone else then the supplier would ha- be invoiced 150 pounds admin fee for each time they visit okay so this these are people then who aren't on any preferred supplier list they're not getting any benefits at all from this venue correct but they would receive an invoice from the venue for 150 pounds is that right correct that's right and I'm, I'm presuming that, I mean, you know, this is an arrangement I've never heard before at all. And I mean, certainly no venue that I've ever been to has, has asked me to charge if I'm not on any kind of preferred supplier list. How's this going? I can imagine how it's going down. But, but tell me a little bit more about how it's going down in the world of photographers right now. I've been in the industry a while now and uh, there's always lots of different opinions with anything to do with photography. But on this one, I think it's pretty united in that we do not see this as a, as a good move at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I think in the past certain venues have had a a fee-based system for being on on the list whether that's a one-off annual fee or a commission-based system which Mm -hmm. you know I've been fairly agnostic about it in the past but even if I don't necessarily personally agree with it I can sort of see it as a as a cost of marketing you know we've all got to advertise somewhere and you can Mm -hmm. sort of see this as a as a marketing cost but to then sort of say to the couple, well, if you want to book someone else, they've got to pay, pay us £150. I think that just is unfair to both the couple and the supplier. Well, let's talk about the couples then for a minute. So what, why is it that couples getting married should be concerned about this kind of an arrangement that a venue's got with their suppliers? Well, I think the most obvious one, of course, is cost. Um, weddings are, uh, I'm sure you'll agree, is already incredibly expensive. Um, now on top of this, there's a £150 charge for every supplier you want to pick that's not on the list, or you go to one of their preferred suppliers who are paying 10% to the venue. Hmm. Um, so, you know, in effect, 
that cost has to be borne by someone and quite often it will end up being the customer. Hmm. If I was putting myself in the customer's shoes, it gives me the impression that the venue is more focused on extracting as much money as possible Mm -hmm. from me as a customer rather than perhaps, you know, being focused on giving me the best possible experience, Mm. uh, you know, Mm. on what is, you know, one of the most important days of my life. Um, It also restricts choice. You know, if if I'm a a bride, I can no longer choose from anywhere in the industry. If I, for example, have a particular musical taste Mm -hmm. and I want to hire a particular band, I'm now having to face either paying an extra 150 quid or, or, or the band having to pay 150 quid and absorbing that fee, or I have to pick from their list of bands, which I may, may not want and like. But now, even putting the ethics to one side for a moment, what's the rationale or the logic behind charging someone who's not on a preferred supply list £150, whereas someone who is on the preferred supply list, who is, say, a wedding photographer or a filmmaker who may well be invoicing more than £1,500, they end up paying more of a fee than someone who's not on the supply list. Is that right? Well, exactly, yeah. And I, and I think at the end of the day, the only way you can see this administration fee is it's nothing to do with administration, but mm. it's more a disguised penalty than an administration fee. Mm. It's, in effect, I, I can't really see any other way of arguing it. it. It's a fee to dissuade couples from choosing anyone else. Which, you know, again, comes back to my point about skewing the market and restricting competition in the market. And, okay, for photographers and filmmakers, they they tend to charge more than a couple of hundred pounds for for what they do. But how will this affect people who supply the wedding industry um, and venues like this with services which are less expensive? You know, I'm thinking about makeup artists, thinking about some of the other smaller suppliers. Exactly. I mean, if if I was, for example, hiring a photo booth out uh, and I'm charging... 250 quid 350 quid a night it's not a fee that I can simply absorb Mm. you know in this industry wedding photography typically the prices are such that you could absorb it but it's still a significant hit on Mm. every single booking that you get Mm. Um, it's not something that you could sustain long term Mm. Um, maybe as a one-off you may you may decide to do that but it's certainly not a business model you could take forward but yeah Mm. for the smaller suppliers if you're making a cake you can't stomach that fee at all. Okay, so looking at photographers then, why should we be worried? I mean, what happens if this kind of approach becomes the norm in the industry? Um, I think the, the problem is if this does become the norm, um, firstly, you, you'd have to either accept losing 10% of your turnover, and it's not even, we're not even talking about profit, we're talking about turnover, mm. yeah. to the venue, or you have to raise your prices in... Mm what is already a very fiercely competitive market. Hmm. And I think the fear is that, well, or the thing that the venues are banking on who are doing this is that there are enough suppliers in the market that there'll be enough photographers say, actually, you know, I'll do this just to sort of get one step ahead of my competitors. Hmm. But the problem is, I think experienced photographers need to sort of ask themselves, well, how many venues am I actually actually recommended by hmm. uh, at the moment, let's say? Hmm. And if that's not many, how does that affect your business? Because once you are in these closed agreements, mm-hmm. and, and remember the question is if this became the norm, hmm. you are really at the mercy of these two, three, four venues hmm. um, to supply you with work. And hmm. what if they can't or won't, or later turn around and say, actually, 
we've got so many supplies banging on our door, we've decided it's not 10% anymore, but it's 20%. Mm. And you now have a real, even worse choice of either losing a quarter or a third of your business or paying it. Um, and if you're a, a photographer that's trying to build experience and, and, and you know work your way up in the industry, how are you going to try and get in these venues mm. if you can't because you're not on the list? It, it's just very concerning for the entire industry and I just can't see how it's good for both the couples or the suppliers. So what should photographers be doing about this right now then? Ultimately, I think the, the venues that are trying to do this are, are banking on the fact that wedding suppliers tend to be small family-run businesses and we're not organised as such. So they're hoping that enough people break ranks, like I mentioned. Mm. Um, I think as an industry, we need to come together and draw a line in the sand and say, no, this 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 is not on uh, and we're not going to pay this fee. And if you want to pay this fee, you need to be clear and transparent to the customer and say, hey, Mr. and Miss, um, who is getting married here, this is an invoice for every supplier you want to bring to the premise mm. and you will need to pay this. Rather mm. than try and opaquely pass it on to the supplier mm. and hope the supplier pays it, instead they need to be upfront and say, look, you know, we take 10% off every preferred supplier or we will charge you £150 if mm. you want to bring your own suppliers to the venue. Mm. And if the customer is happy with that, then ultimately that there's no problem. But mm. I think the way that in this particular instance it's been done, mm-hmm. um, it's not been well thought out at all. Mm. Martin, tell us a little bit about the Wedding Photography Facebook group that you moderate. Um, it's a, a group with about 2,000 um, fellow photographers in, and it's just called Wedding Photographers for UK-based photographers. Um, and it's just um, professional wedding photographers, so if you're interested in joining, uh, do a search on Facebook. And if people wanted to find you online for your own photography business, uh, how could they find you? Uh, I'm just Martin Chung Photography, uh, and the uh, website is martinchung.co.uk. Or obviously you can do a search on the socials. And main social media platform of choice for you? Is that Instagram or Facebook? Instagram nowadays, yeah. 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 Excellent. Well, look, thank you for being here and thank you for talking to us. I really appreciate your time, right, especially thanks. at short notice. Uh, but it's great, to, it's great to meet you, actually. And uh, thanks very much for being here and sharing all of this with us. No problems at all. Thank you. So that was Martin. But while we were recording, there was some news that we both saw within about two minutes of stopping that recording. It appears the venue has done a complete 180 and changed their minds about this supplier agreement. So I gave them a call to invite them onto this podcast so they could clarify what their intentions were. And maybe they'd also explain how they're supporting the wedding supplier industry, of which they're a part of, of course. I told them I had literally just recorded the episode with Martin, that it would be a chance for them to have their say, and that they were more than welcome. They said they'd get back in touch. An hour later, they did, saying in an email, Good afternoon, Simon. I understand that you contacted one of the team this morning regarding the communication that was sent to Curradine suppliers, and you've seen the subsequent response which we've posted across all the social channels. Please feel free to refer to our statement, said they're referring to the post that went out on social media. Uh, Our intentions have been a little misunderstood. However, we've held our hands up and have apologised. If you have any further questions on this matter, please don't hesitate to contact me. Kind regards, Polly Jameson, Venue Relations Manager. Now, this is a bit of a shame. I mean, yes, I imagine Polly Jameson has been a little busy today dealing with this rather large poo sandwich, but I really thought that she might use this as a platform to try to set the record straight, especially as when you look at the post on social media, it really hasn't gone down so well. I don't mean the original statement. I mean the 180 and the apology on there. 
Many people are commenting on that, that they are still trying to justify their reasons. People are questioning how a venue could possibly know who the best suppliers are. But the biggest shout from the community is that suppliers, like photographers, shouldn't be expected at any time to have to contribute to the costs of maintaining a venue. Now, at the time of recording this message, their Facebook post alone, which is a mere three hours old, has generated over 350, now 360 comments most of them being negative. And this was a statement that was supposed to be clearing things up. But let's remain positive here. It's the collective force of the supplier industry, your voices, that have affected a positive change with A, this one venue, and B, you can bet that other venues who might have been considering a similar move will have heard about this too, and that will definitely have affected their plans. It's one of the benefits of being part of a pretty amazing community. Isn't it good when people come together to serve a common purpose? It puts a big smile on my face, I can tell you that. So I'm going to leave this episode here. Thank you for listening and don't forget to check back when our next episode comes out. But in the meantime, have a great weekend, a great day if you're out shooting and may the weather always be in your favour. My name is Simon. This is 9to5 Photographer. Thank you for listening and bye for now.